Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. I'm so glad you join us for today's edition of the program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in northern Colorado, and I'm with you for the next hour to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the number that you can be a part of the show and call in and be on the air and you can ask your questions about the Bible or about Christian living or what our worldview should be. Uh, if you have a prayer request, please give me a call at 303-690-3000. And I know we're just starting the show, but sometimes those lines fill up quickly. So grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord. And so glad to be with you once again. As you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon, cold outside. It's going to get colder, but it is winter, and uh, so I hope you're having a blessed day. want to be a, uh, a blessing to you in this next hour. If you're driving home, be careful, um, and I uh, just want to be able to refresh you and renew you. Even in this show, we see it as an extension of the pulpit uh, to just bring clarity and understanding to the Word of God, to be able to pray with you, uh, to bless you in any way that we can. And I'm here for the next hour to serve you in that way. Uh, so 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then there's another way that you can uh, ask a question or you can ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. Just want to remind you quickly, as many of you know, that that's a 24-7 prayer line for you to be able to text in prayer requests um, anytime, day or night, and there will be those looking at that and wanting to just be able to um, to pray for you and to minister to you in that way, which is so important and so neat. That's a different number. It's 720-336-0897. And as I say, when the phone starts to ring, we'll go to the phone line. So we got a couple open lines. Keep the phone calls coming. In the meantime, let's go to Jeremy in Platteville. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You got a question good. for me? Or yeah, a prayer I think request? So. <laughs> yeah. Um just trying to figure out how to ask it. Um the last like couple weeks I've been having a lot of dreams and they've been like like spiritual attacks pretty much. Um right. and last night I had sleep paralysis for a little bit and I had a really definitely like demonic dream before that happened. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to think of all of it. Um and I don't really know what I'm asking, but I definitely could use prayer. So yeah. I don't well, yeah. Definitely we'll pray for you, Jeremy. You know, the yeah. the enemy does attack us in the mind. Uh he's the accuser that accuses us day and night. And I think that he can attack in dreams at times and you know, there's been a few times where I felt that in my own life. And sometimes when just when we have a bad dream or, you know, we have something like that, it kinda 
uh, we're waking up, we're, you know, half asleep, we, you know, we're coming out of that abruptly, and it can cause a little bit of, you know, paralysis or whatever it may be. But Jeremy, I want you to know this, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that you have the Lord in your heart, and he, he you know, is going to be your protector. The enemy is going to come, and he's going to attack any way that he can. One of the things that really helps me is to be in prayer before you go to bed, you know, be be praying, um, listen to some praise music, even read your Bible. Um, and I think that that really helps to go to bed. For me, it does, to be able to just renew my mind with the Word of God, you know, with the worship of the Lord, praise music. That's what I'm thinking. And it, to me, it's just a defense um, at any time uh, against the enemy who just comes against us. Because in Revelation chapter 12, when we are told that he's the accuser, the brethren who accuses us day and night. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. We belong to Jesus um, and by the word of testimony, to be able to take in the testimony of God, to be able to say, I belong to you, Lord, and um, and just to be able to keep our focus on him. So there's a simple principle in that, Jeremy, and hopefully this helps. When you go into a dark room, what do you do? Turn on the light. You turn turn on the light. So, brother, turn the light on. But the enemy will come against, especially, Jeremy, as you're desiring to be used of the Lord and desiring to to move forward in what the Lord has for you. The enemy doesn't like it. And, And so all of a sudden you'll sense that spiritual warfare that's coming against you. So you don't have to be afraid. Um, just know that it means that God's working in your life. And uh, the enemy doesn't like it when we're growing in the Word, when we're desiring to be used of Him, and um, and just keep close to the Lord and keep turning on the light. So, Father, I just pray for Jeremy. I just pray that you would just uh, bless him, that he would have a peaceful sleep at night, because the enemy does attack our mind. And he he is the accuser of the brethren who accuses us, day and night. That means even in our sleep. And so I pray that you would just give Jeremy just that comfort he needs, that protection he needs, that he would know that greater is he that is in him than he that is out there in the world. And as he renews his mind, as he finishes his day before he goes to bed, as he just takes in the Word of God, takes in the praises of God, I just want to pray that tonight he would sleep sleep like a baby and sleep with great comfort and peace in his heart. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. You bet, Jeremy. God bless you. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. I do want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast, a Hope and Truth FM, and as you are listening, you're a week delayed on the radio stations. We're so blessed to be a part of your lives. And then yesterday... Um, we had people, of course, the online listeners from across the country, but we also had listeners uh, that are listening online on the Grace FM website. I believe from at least, I know, five continents, um, Africa, uh, Asia, it was South Korea, uh, from uh, Asia in Ukraine, Europe, uh, also from North America, and I believe uh, there was a couple from Australia and then Perhaps somebody from South America joined in. That's six continents out of seven. The only continent that uh, wasn't listening is Antarctica. And so um, I thought that was pretty cool. So those of you who are listening online, 
uh, anywhere in the country. You can call it 303-690-3000. We welcome you. The audience is growing, and uh, it's wonderful to have technology that connects us together. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Text me a question or prayer request, and as we have time, we will go to those text um, requests that have come in. Let's go to Shane and Cheyenne. Hi, Shane. Hello, uh, Pastor Jeff. Um, my question regards what happens to a Christian after they pass away here on Earth. They say we're... I, I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Because... Yeah. go ahead. They, they say we won't be set uh, when Jesus in the the thief on the cross that he would be with him in paradise that day. But yet they say once a Christian passes, we will never be separated from Jesus. But he's in at the right hand of the Father, so where do right. we go and just... And do you know anything about a, have, have, what type of body we may have? I haven't... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're, you're asking very good questions, Shane. And when Jesus turned to the thief and said, you'll be with me in paradise before the sun has set, Jesus breathed his last, and then he would escort, if you would, that thief down into Hades. Ephesians tells us that Jesus descended before he ascended. So as you, you can read Luke chapter 16, in Luke chapter 16, Jesus tells of a story that there is Lazarus and the rich man. And right. Lazarus died, and he was carried by the angels down to Abraham's bosom. So before the cross, because they did the animal sacrifices, it, it, it was the way to, you know, for a sinner to come and bring a sacrifice for their sins. But it was a kofar, that means it just covered sin, until Jesus Christ came and died for our sins once and for all. So in that parable, what it's telling us is that in the center of the earth, that there's was Hades, and there was two compartments. There was Abraham's bosom, and then the a chasm, and then there is the unrighteous, um, where the unrighteous uh, would dwell. Um, and so the rich man goes to the, the side of the unrighteous, there's Lazarus that goes to Abraham's bosom. It's the rich man that yells over to Lazarus, you know, or to Abraham, hey, send Lazarus. And, and of course, Abraham said no. When Jesus died on the cross, he first descended, and he led captives free. He, he led uh, those who were there in Abraham's bosom out of that area, out of that Abraham's bosom, up into heaven, because Jesus would go into the heavenly tabernacle that Hebrew speaks about, present his sacrifice, which was the superior sacrifice. Jesus died for our sins once and for all. You see that phrase in the book of Hebrews, once and for all, once and for all, once and for all. And so as um, those in the Old Testament look forward to the cross, then they would then be taken up into heaven a Christian today, we look back to the cross, and so Paul comes along, he's talking about the resurrection. Now, here's the thing about the resurrection, that the resurrection speaks not only about eternal life, but 
eternal life in a new heavenly body. So you're asking about new bodies. So he speaks about it in 1 Corinthians 15. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he talks about, for we are in this tent, grown, being burdened, because uh, we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. He's talking about the resurrection, getting new new um, bodies. He says, this tent, our bodies are going to be destroyed. We have a building from God, uh, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So we'll get new celestial bodies. But then he goes on and he says this, that um, being confident, yes, well pleased, that being absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. So when a Christian breathes their last and close their eyes, they immediately go to be with the Lord. To be absent from the body as their spirit leaves their body is to be present with the Lord. So, Shane, I've done many, many funerals and out at the graveside, there's the body that's there in the casket, but they are with the Lord. They're with Jesus. And then at the rapture of the church, that body is going to be resurrected to where they will then receive their new heavenly bodies. So people ask, well, what about now? Are they just in spirit up in heaven? Uh, apparently so. Um, is there a temporary body they have? We don't know for sure, but we can say with confidence. And that's what Paul says. There's no doubt about it. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when we have loved ones, when a Christian dies, they immediately to go to be with Jesus, and then at the rapture of the church, they will get their new heavenly body. Does that help? So if I understand this right, uh, we're not sure about the body, but currently the people would be in heaven, whether in body or just spirit? Yes. They're in heaven. They're with Jesus. And um, and that's what brings us great comfort. You know, Paul would say, you know, um, in the book of Philippians, I'm between straits, whether to go home and be with Jesus or to stay here with you guys. So he was, he was you know, confident that, that you know, he was going to go home and be with Jesus. So, um, you know, eventually, you know, we're going to get the new heavenly bodies, but we can be comforted that we will be with Jesus immediately as soon as we take our last breath. Okay, that, that part I knew, just uh, where and uh, had, had me confused, but uh, I appreciate this. Yeah. And um, you yeah. And- used to be my, mine and my now deceased wife's pastor, and we had a uh, goth son that you uh, try to straighten out, which uh, shows for uh, answered prayer, he's now a deacon in the church. <laughs> Praise God. God is so good, isn't he? And, yes. you know, yes, he, is. he is so good, Shane. And thank you for calling and your question. And I pray you guys are doing well up there in Cheyenne. You know, you guys are not too far from us. So maybe sometime we'll see each other. Maybe so. Sounds good. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, you bet, Shane. God bless you. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, That's so neat. You know, keep praying for your kids. I know a lot of people have called lately praying for their kids. Keep praying for your kids. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Victor's been waiting on line three from Fountain. Hi, Victor. 
Hey, hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually called almost three weeks ago. Um, uh-huh. I was having issues with, you know, uh, addiction and alcohol. And okay. you prayed for me. I remember you prayed for me. And since then, yes. I've been uh, listening to the Word of God, going to church uh, constantly, Good. Bible study. Um, also, I just want to, like, thank you for praying for me. Absolutely. Uh, but I also have a question about the Sabbath. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. If, uh, my mom is Seventh-day Adventist, I think is, that's what it is. Uh, yes. And she just sent me a video about uh, the Sabbath. And I'm just kind of curious because in Exodus, Exodus 20, Chapter 8, uh, actually, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chapter yeah, 20, you're, I, verse 8 verse to 8, 11. Yeah. It just yeah. talk about the Sabbath. Then remember the Sabbath day by keeping it keeping it holy. Yeah, uh, it says six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord right. your God. Um, I'm actually kind of like confused. Why they? I mean, why we're we not following the Sabbath? Like, why are we going to church on Sundays and not on Saturdays? Yeah, and I want to try to bring some clarity to you, Victor, because there are Christians that can get very confused about it, and the seven-day Adventists can come along. And there's kind of two different groups. You know, there's one group that um, says that if you actually worship on Sunday, you'll take the mark of the beast, and um, and which is nowhere in Scripture does it say that. The, the Sabbath law was given to Israel. Matter of fact, in the book of Deuteronomy— the Lord says that this is a perpetual covenant that he's given to his people. So Israel received the Sabbath law. When you fast forward and go to the church, the Christians began to meet on the first day of the week um, because that was the day of the resurrection. And so people say, why don't the Christians keep the Sabbath? Well, as you look at the New Testament, there's nowhere in the New Testament that it says that we are to keep the Sabbath law. Matter of fact, when Paul was writing, and you can write these verses down, is in Colossians chapter 2, that he's saying, listen, it's not philosophy, but it's Christ. It's not legalism, but it's Christ. And he said, let no one judge you on food or in drink regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is Christ. In other words, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Jesus is our Sabbath fulfillment. So he says, let no one judge you concerning Sabbath. He also would write, you can uh, mark in Romans chapter 14, and I'll pull that up and give you the verse. In verse 5 of Romans 14, that one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So what Paul says in this liberty that we have in Christ, that one man may esteem one day above another. If if somebody wants to keep the Sabbath, then keep the Sabbath. But I happen to be one that I esteem every day alike. Every day is to be enjoyed in the Lord. Every day is to we can worship in the Lord. And here at Calvary Greeley, as well as many other churches, um, that we meet on Sundays. Uh, we meet during the week. Matter of fact, tonight— there's a men's study. There's a ladies' study that's going to be taking place. Uh, we have Wednesday nights. We have Friday nights. 
uh, where the young adults come, youth groups on Saturdays. We meet just about every night of the week. Monday nights is the most excellent way. And so there are those who say, well, the early church, it was conspiracy, you know, when Constantine would declare Rome, you know, Christianity is the state religion of Rome, and the Christians didn't meet on Sunday before that. The early church met on Sunday. Uh, we have evidence of that in um, the the scriptures. Matter of fact, in Acts chapter 20, Paul is given a Bible study. And as he's given a Bible study, and I'll read it to you, it says that on the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, what does that mean? It meant that they were customarily coming together to have church. Paul, ready to depart, spoke to them. So Paul would be with them on the first day of the week, that Sunday when the disciples came together. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, he's wanting to to collect um, this um, this collection, this offering to take to the saints in Jerusalem. And as he is instructing the church at Corinth, he says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside. Why did he say on the first day of the week? Because that's when they had church. So the churches of Galatia, the Corinthian church, they were meeting on the first day of the week. So to say that the early church didn't meet on Sunday is not scriptural. And matter of fact, I think that they met most every day because Acts chapter 2 says that they continue steadfastly in the Word of God, in prayer, breaking bread, and in prayer. And they went from house to house daily, praising God, and the Lord added to the church daily who uh, such as should be saved. So they were meeting daily every day. But here's here's the, the cherry on top that is very important. In Acts chapter 15, uh, Victor, we see that the Paul and Barnabas and the guys from Antioch who have been ministering to the Gentiles, the Gentile churches are being established. They come up to Jerusalem, and the question is, what do we tell these Gentiles? Do we tell them they have to be circumcised, they have to keep the law of Moses? And so they they come together, Peter speaks, James speaks, and James says, this is what we're going to tell the, the Gentile believers. Write to them that they're abstaining from immorality, because they were coming out of paganism, that was a big problem, um, abstain from things, um, you know, that were uh, polluted by idols, uh, things strangled and from blood, those four things. If they do those four things, then they're doing well. But here's the thing, nothing about having to keep the Sabbath day. If that was extremely important, if that's an issue of salvation, then they surely would have said, they have to keep the Sabbath, but they didn't. They say, let's tell the Gentiles, you know, hey, don't eat meat offered to idols, stay away from immorality, things strangled and from blood. And if you do that, you do well. So there's a lot of evidence in the scriptures that we're not called to to keep the Sabbath day. Listen, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He's the fulfillment of all the feasts. And you can go in Galatians, you know, when he was writing to Galatians, he says you observe days and weeks and months and festivals. He says, why do you want to return to the weak and beggarly things? So that's what you can talk to your mother about. 
And that's the freedom that we have as Christians. We're not under the Sabbath law. Now, I know I threw a lot at you, Victor. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, But look at those scriptures I gave to you, and I gave those to you because I know there's others that are listening right now that perhaps that um, they're struggling with this, and they're getting beat up by it. And I remember when I was first in ministry, I had people come along. They said, why don't you keep the Sabbath? Why do you guys at Calvary Chapel worship on Sunday? Well, because we do, and, and we're not under the Sabbath law. And, you know, I say if somebody wants to keep the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath. That's between you and the Lord. But don't come along and say that we're not saved or we take the mark of the beast because we worship on Sunday. That's not scriptural. It's not biblical. And it just puts people in confusion and bondage. Okay, I understand. That's very helpful. Um, and I appreciate those, uh, those very, uh, chapters that you provide to me. Um, and if, uh, if I have any other questions, of course, I will give you guys another call. Victor, we're here for you to call any time. All right, brother? Okay, thank you very much, Pastor. Hey, Victor, I just feel like I want to pray for you before I let you go, okay? Yes, thank you. Father, I pray for Victor as he's growing in the Lord. Lord, that you would just help him to understand your word, to just to enjoy you and in, in the grace that we live under. And, and Lord, as he ministers um, to his mom, to be able to minister through the word and with grace and with love and truth, Lord, I just help Victor, you help him to just keep free from those things that have been a struggle in this life that we just continue to pray for him. And Lord, that you would just help him be free from um, anything that would hold him in bondage or the addictions that he's had. Lord, help him to just be the man of God that you called him to be and join you living in liberty and in just grace and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, brother. God bless you, man. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call before we go to break. Let's go to Cody in Fort Collins. Cody, are you there? How are you? Yeah. Good. And you? I'm doing good. You got a question for me? I do. Uh, So my little sister is getting confirmed in a Catholic church, and I'm fairly certain it's more because of the boyfriend that she has currently and his family and they are all catholic um we didn't grow up in a religious home at all or knowing jesus at all it's more of a miracle that we've come to the lord but um i guess i just i want to know how i can approach her with like i don't i don't want to be i don't want to say anything to her that would be discouraging in her faith or anything but right. i guess i just I, I i kind of view the whole catholic thing as works and disciplines and uh, things like that like yeah i and, guess you know i yeah i grew i grew up in the catholic church so you know i i know what you're talking about and we love you know much of my family is still involved in the catholic church and i love them and i know people that are catholics that um are you know um linked to me in my life and we love them very much and you know, so I understand what you're saying. Matter of fact, I went through confirmation uh, when I was a child. Never really knew what it was about, except that I was being confirmed in the Catholic faith. So, um, you know, to minister to her. And, you know, you may hear music here. Um, 
Cody. So don't leave. We'll, we'll go to break and then we'll come back because I just want to encourage you because I think you have the mm. right heart. We, we want to be able to minister to our family, not just blasting away or being condemning. We want to speak the truth in love. And, mm-hmm. and so in the Catholic Church, there, you know, there is, um, you know, some things that are there that, um, you know, praying to the saints, uh, other things that um, are not biblical, the belief of purgatory and stuff. And I think the key for you, um, Cody, is to give her Jesus. So what I want you to do is I want you to hang on and um, we're going to go to break. And we're going to come back on the other side of break, and we're going to finish our conversation, all right? Thank you, Pastor. You bet. And then we'll get to Justin from Baltimore. I know he's holding. Give me a call. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. So you just heard those numbers, how you can be a part of the show. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado with you this afternoon or evening, wherever you're listening from, uh, or even maybe as international listeners, it may be the next day. It, it may be Wednesday. And uh, so we're so glad that you can join us today as we gather together. You know, this show, Calvary Live, is a show where we can really just benefit um, from each other. And uh, maybe the question that you have asked, a lot of people are wondering about. We've had questions about, do we observe the Sabbath day? And and what happens to Christians when they die? And the resurrection, all these things that um, sometimes we just need clarity and understanding. So we go to the Word of God and answer those questions for you, and and then uh, just to pray for one another. And it's such a wonderful opportunity to to come together and pray for those prayer needs that come into the show. Uh, that text line that was given to you at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I want to remind you that that's a twenty four seven prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime, day or night. And there'll be people praying for you and looking at those prayer requests. But before we went to break, we're talking with Cody in Fort Collins. Cody, you still with us? Yeah. So we're talking about the Catholic Confirmation, and and um, and I know that as she's doing that. But I think the best way that I've ministered to my family members is give them Jesus, keep giving them the Word of God, and you know just converse with them as things come up. Um, because, you know, the Catholic Church can be very mystical in different ways. Like I said, praying to the saints, we can give them answers that Jesus is our mediator. Nowhere in the Scripture does it say we pray the saints or to Mary. Uh, Mary's not a co-redemptor. Give them the Mm -hmm. cross. Give them the gospel. And what you'll find is is that, uh, that, you know, they can be hungry for the Word of God. And and so it isn't about religion. It isn't what the Pope says. Um, and if the Pope says anything, it has to match up with the Word of God. Those are things that you right. can just keep talking and be praying. And um, and I didn't know if you had any questions about anything else concerning um, Catholic confirmation or anything. No, I was just wanting to know how I should be approaching her with this, because those are kind of some of my concerns, is that 
she's going to be focused on, you know, what you were saying with uh, the saints or Mary, and not having not being focused on Jesus. Right. Kind of. And you know, just the whole thing of purgatory. There, you know, it's made up. There, there is no purgatory. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the one that really bothers me more than anything because there are many who. You know, they're just well-meaning people in the Catholic Church, and I've had relatives that think they're going to go to purgatory. Well, I'm not good enough to make it to heaven, but I'm not going to go to hell, so I'm going to go to purgatory, and, you know, please pray for me to get me out of purgatory. And there is no purgatory. And mm-hmm. and it's really important for her to understand the Gospels. It isn't joining the Catholic Church. It isn't the sacraments. Um, it isn't because you got baptized in the Catholic Church and confirmed that you're saved. There's only one way, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what I told my mom, Cody. You know, that's how I just presented the gospel and God's love and his provision. And she came to Christ. Um, you know, it was just, I think, t- last year we didn't have Easter. We had a man come that was in the Korean War um, that flew in bombers. Uh, his parents uh, or daughter brought him, and he was raised in the Catholic Church all his life, and he gave his life to the Lord at 90 years of age in our service at Easter. And he just started reading the Bible, and it was opened up to him. So one of the things that I have found with those you know, in the Catholic faith is they are hungry, they are wondering, and they're usually pretty open to hearing truth in the gospel and what the Word of God has to say. Oh yeah, thank okay. you very much, Pastor. That's hey, can news. I? Can I? Thank you. <laughs> can I pray for you? Yes, please, Father. I pray for Godi as he ministers to you know his sister and and as she, you know, is moving forward in the Catholic confirmation. But Lord, we know uh, that it is Jesus and the cross, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I pray that you give Cody just wisdom in talking to her and the opportunity that he would speak the truth in love and with wisdom and just bring in correction. And, and Lord, that uh, you would just open her heart to the things of, um, of you, of what Cody says, of the gospel, and that she would really come to faith in Jesus, Lord, because we know it is, is not a religious act uh, that saves us. It is relationship with you. It's not religion that saves us, but a relationship coming in and recognizing our need to be forgiven and to have you sit upon the throne of our hearts as Lord and Savior. Be with Cody. Bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you hey, so thanks, much, Pastor. You bet. Absolutely. All right, 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. That's the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Got plenty of time in the show for you to call, ask your question, or give the prayer request. But we're going to go on the East Coast to Baltimore, Maryland. Justin's been waiting. Justin, are you still with us? Yes, sir. Thank you for holding. I appreciate it. Now, I'm actually just sitting in the parking garage of my, uh, well, my father-in-law is in the hospital. My my okay. wife went to go bathe him today, and uh, he had a medical issue, so he's in the hospital tonight. And good thing, okay. and it was a good thing that it happened to. So praise God for that. And I have a messianic Jewish wife. I got a. I, I hear you all the time. I, I I listen to you on the radio, and um, I I really do enjoy uh, some some of the things I hear, man. Well, that's good. 
So you need prayer for your father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, I, I want for one. My my actually my ex-wife, he was a Messianic Jew and he came from mm-hmm. Russia as well. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm born and raised in Baltimore and uh Okay. Baltimore City and uh, kind of a roughneck figure whatever and and my youth, <laughs> but I I came to know Christ in uh in prison actually. And oh. I met my correctional Praise officer. God. My ex my, my my current wife right now, I couldn't be saying this. Thank God she's in the hospital, but her father came from Russia and brought his daughter, and I have a daughter that's 12 years old by her, and we were married for 15 years, praise God, and she was baptized and believed in Jesus and never heard of Jesus before she had met me, and um, mm-hmm. real, real interesting backstory. Sorry, you ever on out of town? <laughs> and well, my, my current wife met her, yeah. her dad in the hospital, and he had a yeah. serious medical issue. So, yeah, so let's pray for your father-in-law, okay? Hey, Father, I just pray for... I think I may have lost you, Justin. We're going to pray. I pray for Justin's father-in-law in in the hospital. I thank you that he called as he's waiting there at the hospital in the garage uh, as um, his father-in-law is being ministered to by his wife. Lord, I just pray for, you know, everything that's going on. I pray for healing. I pray for... Um, just uh, for comfort, I pray that you administer, you know exactly who he is, where he's at, what's going on. I just pray for Justin, help him to minister to his family in every way. I thank you that, Lord, I thank you he got saved uh, when he was in prison. And Lord, we thank you for those prison ministries that are there that are so important because no one is too far gone for you. And so, Lord, I pray you bless him, bless his father-in-law, bring healing to him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, Justin, thanks for calling. I I may have lost you there, but I appreciate it. We're going to move on. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ashley in Westminster. Hello. Hi, Ashley. Hi, I just had a quick question. I get confused about how it says, don't eat red meat in the Bible when, you know, a lot of Indian people, I notice they don't eat pork and some people don't eat meat for 40 days. And what do you, what is your take on that? Well, I love meat, you know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Greeley. This is cattle country up here. So listen, you know, some people, if they want to keep dietary laws of the Old Testament, some of them do, if that's their conviction. But here's the thing that, you know, all foods have been considered, um, you know, uh, for us to eat, to to, to give thanks <laughs> for those things. And and that's what Paul the Apostle writes. There's, we're not under dietary laws. We can eat pork. Um, you know, I love my sausage McMuffin in the morning once in a while. <laughs> so, you know, we're to give thanks. And... Um, you know, he, Paul was talking about in First uh, Timothy chapter four. He talks about you know those who came along and forbidden to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to receive with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. You know, we um, can eat, and you know we see other examples. Jesus said, "It's not what goes into you that defiles you." 
And this is when the religious leaders were coming and they were questioning him, saying that you don't wash according to the traditions of the elders. So the food that you're eating is defiling you and um, and all this. And Jesus rebuked them and he said, listen, as he said to his disciples, that it's not what goes into you that defiles you, but what comes out of your heart shows, you know, the words that you speak shows the abundance of the heart. That's what defiles you. So wow. we're we're good to go. We're good to go. So, you know, I, you know, some people don't eat meats and some of the dietary things because of health issues or because they want to follow that in the Old Testament. That is their discretion. But for me, uh, maybe this is a problem for me. I like to eat. I like to eat. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've always liked meat. I'm from the Midwest, meat and potatoes. And um, and I receive it with Thanksgiving. So, so uh, true. You know, Jesus, Thank you. You know, uh, Ashley, you know, Jesus liked to eat. Have you ever noticed he never turned down an invitation to dinner? So, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so enjoy. Receive it well, with thank Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. God bless you. You too, Ashley. God bless you. Thanks for, for calling. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, we're we're good to go. You know, receive foods with Thanksgiving and and some people, you know, they want to keep the dietary laws of the Old Testament, that's fine, but but um I enjoy eating and we receive the food with Thanksgiving. So 303-690-3000 is a calling number. Let's go to Michael in Fort Collins. Hey Michael. Hello pastor. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I have a uh question for you. Mhm. Uh, this morning, as I was listening to the your radio program, after Ben Garotti, uh, the pastor came on, and I can't remember his name, but he was on at 5 o'clock. Okay. And he, he was speaking of uh, doctrine, and whether it was sound doctrine or not, and he mentioned a gentleman by name, uh, Derek Prince. Okay. And I've been carrying a Derek Prince book around for about nine or ten years. It's called You Shall Receive Power, uh, about uh, receiving the presence of the Holy Spirit into your life. And I was just wondering if if you have ever heard of the gentleman and whether, in your opinion, it would be a sound doctrine book or not. Well, I don't know about the book, uh, and I don't know, you know, all that Derek Prince. I know there is somebody on TBN. Um, if that's him, that Prince that's on TV, just what I've heard, and I haven't listened to any of his sermons. So really, I want to be careful um, to get be able to give an honest evaluation. Um, but um, the thing is, what I understand is he kind of teaches a hyper grace. Uh, doctrine, which, um, you know, you can kind of uh, look that up and, and see what that's about. Uh, kind of like, you know, now that we're saved, we don't sin or kind of that mentality. Here's what I'm okay. going to tell you um, is always check everything because there's so many, uh, so many teachers that are out there. And the hyper grace is... Uh, something that, you know, uh, hyper-grace teachers, 
they're not they pervert the grace of our God to a license um you know to you can flirt with sin don't look at it as you know an offense against God just different things so I'm not an expert on it but I know there's problems with it but okay. because there's so many teachers that are out there and that includes you know me I'm on the radio I tell everybody check everything through the word of God Test every doctrine, everything that they do, check it through the Word of God, and you're going to get your answer on that. And okay. and so that's what I want to leave you with. And um, But um, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, that hyper-grace is something that is being taught, and, you know, um, you know, they say that they discount the Old Testament— Saying it's irrelevant, that I'll get it out to New Testament believers, um, things like that that just are not correct and biblical. So uh, they mix truth, and here's the thing: they can mix a lot of truth with some error. Um, so be careful. Test the spirits, as John says, to see if they are of God, and that's what we are to do through the Word of God. That's how we test it. Okay. I'll keep reading the Bible. <laughs> okay. And you know, Thanks. and I'll do a little little search on that as well and when somebody else calls I can give them a little bit better answer on that. So, but it's so hard to keep track of all the teachers that are out there and everything yeah. and, and and here's the thing um is when a bank teller you know how they train somebody to be able to spot a a false Twenty or fifty dollar or hundred dollar bill. You know how they train them. Well, you're not supposed to look at the counterfeit. You're supposed to look at the original. You look at the real. Exactly. You're right. So study yeah. your Bible. So when a counterfeit comes along, you'll be able to spot it and say that's not right. That's not according to God's word. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. All right, you. Michael. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. We had a caller that wanted to know when our men's group is. It's tonight at 7 o'clock here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Just bring your Bible and a book of Philippians in the coffee shop. As you come in, you'll see the guys there. And Pastor John has taken the guys through the book of Philippians. They just started, uh, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. So they're going to be meeting for another uh, few months, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, location is that uh, you can look— we're easy to find. Everybody in Greeley knows where Texas Roadhouse is. We're just about two blocks to the west on 27th Street, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, and you can find directions, 7 o'clock men's study. And then also just want to remind college students, hey, college age, we got young adults on Friday, a lot of young people coming out. This Pastor Luke is teaching them, and it's so glorious to have more people coming back to church more and more. So, hey, let's go to... Wani and Strasburg. Wani. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you so much. And you're welcome. You're, you were thinking of Joseph Prince. Derek Prince is um with the Lord. He okay. um, ended up I think he ended up dying in Israel. But okay. anyway, yeah. Well um, I thank you for <laughs> thank you for correcting me on that because you know, I knew there was a prince somewhere, but I wasn't yeah. sure the first name. So, Michael, if you're listening, um, Derek Prince, and I thank you for correcting me on it because I don't want to give out any false information oh, on somebody or anything. Yeah, I, but you're right, um, Joseph Prince. Prince, 
teaches the hyper grace. And so that if you yeah. do sin, you don't need to ask forgiveness because you've already yeah. been forgiven. Yeah. And I know so that's Derek, a true statement. Derek so. Priest is somebody different, so I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Hey, I know you called. You, you need some—you uh, got a well, prayer request? Yes. I work with um, a wonderful lady since 2007. She has special needs, um, and she has been—there's di- something going on, and so she's going to be seeing um, OBGYN oncologist on the 19th. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's really something that's pretty, pretty serious, and— okay. um, Another very dear friend who's in Bible study with me, a sister of the Lord, um, she lost an eye to cancer several years ago, and she was really having trouble with her hip and her leg, and she just didn't understand it, and she went to the doctor, and she also is going to be seeing an oncologist. Okay. So, yeah, so that's, that's, especially that's the hard. one that with the hip, her daughter has wandered. She's a prodigal, and she doesn't really know how to talk to her daughter and tell her daughter. And her husband, who is a believer, um, is really struggling. So lots of yeah. prayer for these two wonderful ladies. Let's do that right now. Father, as Wani just lifts up these two sisters, Lord, you love them and care for them, and you know who they are. We just pray as they're facing possible cancer um, or others, you know, things that may be wrong, but I just pray that, Lord, that you would bring healing, that you would bring comfort, that diagnosis when it comes, if you choose to use the medical field to to bring that healing, that you would do, but Lord, we also know that you can touch and you can heal, and Lord, I just pray for uh, Wani to just be able to bring comfort to them and encourage them in the Bible study group, and Lord, they need a lot of support right now. But, Lord, may they sense your presence. May they receive your healing and your comfort. And, Lord, just have a peace that you care for them and whatever your will is for them, that they can just trust you and rest in your love. Lord, I just pray that you administer to them in a very, very powerful way. And, Lord, um, just uh, these two uh, women that I hear a testimony of how precious they are in the Lord and to their friends. And so, Lord, we just lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so very, very much. And I certainly appreciate Amen. you on Calvary Live, but also I listened to um, your program on Thank Grace you. FM. And a very dear friend of mine who is now attending church in Bennett with me, her name is Jill. So when we get together, we say, did you hear this Pastor Figgs again? <laughs> so she used to attend well, church you, in Greeley. Well, you tell Jill I miss her. And uh, we miss her, and I pray she's doing well. Dear, dear saint. And she left us. She didn't even, you know, she didn't even ask permission. She just, <laughs> she but, just moved. But, but she has we're a happy. grandbaby that she is just over the moon about, that she gets to babysit, <laughs> so that's really good. <laughs> that's, it is good, and we're happy for her. She, yeah. She's really happy there. So, hey, thank you for calling. Say You're hello welcome. to Jill. Okay, tell her we love her. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Always good to hear from those that we've ministered to. They will always be a part of our family, even though people move away. Let's go to Larkin in Baltimore. Hey, Larkin. I have my own pastor. Yes, sir. Larkin, you there? Yes, sir. You're on Calvary Live. 
How you doing, sir? You got a, you, yeah, I'm good. You got a question for me? Um, I, my question was, I mean, I, I, I did wrong in my life and sinned recently and kind of lost my children and just trying to figure out how much more I have to prove to myself, even to my own family, that I, I'm trying to better my life to get my children and prove mm-hmm. myself to the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. As a Christian, we have forgiveness of sin. Matter of fact, in 1 John, uh, he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there's forgiveness for the sins that we've made, the mistakes that we've made, missing the mark. Um, There is forgiveness, but there can also be consequences that can follow because of it. And I think that's what you are expressing in just the, the few seconds that you are talking with me. And, and that's, you know, where you go to the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, just help me. I know I'm forgiven, but I want to move forward. And I want restoration with my family, with those that there have been hurt, that have been separated and strained. And that's what we're going to pray for before we end the show here. Keep looking to the Lord. Keep praying to Him, uh, because He's the one that can bring healing to those relationships. And He's the one that can bring that restoration that you desire. So, Father, I pray for Larkin. And, Lord, that he would know that we have forgiveness of sin. And if we confess our sins, that you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And we're so grateful for that. But we also know that there can be repercussions and consequences as a result of what we've done in the past. So I pray for Larkin that as he desires restoration with his family, that, Lord, that they would see that he belongs to you, that that he's new in Christ, that, Lord, I pray that, um, that there would be restoring and healing and forgiveness for everyone involved, that they can come together that you would do that work. And Lord, just be with Larkin. Help him not to lose hope, but to be the man of God that you've called him to be. You know his circumstance. You know his state. You know everything that has happened, the things that are on his heart. And as he comes to you, Lord, may he just receive your love in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Larkin, God bless you. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. We've had a busy, busy show, and and, and that's great. It's just so um, blessed to be with you, to answer your questions, and to pray with you, and uh, just a variety of questions that have come on the show today. But one of the things that I'm reminded of is, you know, keep praying for your children. Um, we had a testimony of somebody calling saying that, um, you know, uh, their son that, that we ministered to, uh, was not walking with the Lord now as a deacon in their church and and somebody else saying that um, you know their family member is a prodigal and and so you know keep praying for your kids kids keep praying for those that you love because the Lord desires to reach them and share with them the love of Jesus Christ and uh, and I think that's on a lot of our hearts those of us who are you know listening in on the show today and just so grateful. And uh, and I want to end the show by a prayer request. Somebody just pray for our family. The Lord knows who this is, going through just um, uh, just a difficult time, and their family's being torn apart. Father, we pray for that one who is just 
text in for their family. And Lord, um, they don't want to name names, but Lord, you know who they are. And I just pray for a coming together of families, that you would just uh, bless them. And Lord, that you would uh, bring that healing for them because you care about families and you care about relationships. And Lord, I want to pray for those who perhaps have a son, a daughter, a grandchild, or somebody that they love that is out in the world. And Lord, that you would bring them to you. And Lord, as we see that us, that we live in perilous times and difficult days, the world is pulling people away from you and from your truth, that we would be a light to others, that, Lord, that we would speak the truth in love, and that they would see the you know, um, the countenance of the Lord as we talk to them. And Lord, that we would give truth and stand on truth. So Lord, we thank you that we're able to do that in Jesus' name. Hey, everyone, make sure that you go to church this weekend if you can. Some of you, I know you're not comfortable yet and going, watch online if you can, but continue in the Word of God here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, nine or 8, 9, 30, and 11, Sunday mornings in the book of Matthew, in person, online as well. So hope you can come join us for that. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to be with you in the last couple of days. Lord willing, I'll be back with you next week, and Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Have a great evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.